This is Revisiting Haven. Hello, hello, Havenites. This is Amy J with Amy. The other Amy, hello. We are here, and today we are talking about Magic Hour. Uh, but before that, we're going to talk about some Haven happenings that have been going on recently. Yes. Uh, Amy's going to share that. Well, we know, well, Amy and I are talking today. It's the 24th, so we know our Haven cast and crew are back to filming. We're so excited. I know we've, we're all excited. We waited so long for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've gotten lots of pictures from set. We've seen a photo today of a couple photos of Emily. We saw a photo of Edge. Um, we got a photo of Lucas on day one. Sean Pillar has been posting pretty frequently. Yeah, and some of the other, the sci-fi execs that are there have been posting. And um, I haven't yet seen a photo of Eric on set. Um, I haven't seen one yet, but hopefully we'll get one soon. Uh, oh, so actually, been... speaking of Eric, we, we, we'd like to wish him a happy birthday. Right, the 24th is Eric's birthday. That's so awesome. So happy birthday to one of our uh, stars of the Haven, right? Yes, happy, happy birthday. To Pirate actually, Duke. and the radio show that I listened to in the morning actually mentioned that it was Eric Balfour's birthday and that he's on Haven. Hey, look at him getting a shout out. I couldn't believe it. It was awesome. So that's about it. I mean, just the, the excitement of, 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 that they're filming, right? Oh, and then we heard that it is actually snowing today, the 24th. And it sounded like from Emily's tweet that they were filming in the snow. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the, I think it was Sean Pillar's uh, tweet the title for the first episode is going to be See No Evil. Right. And there's lots of ways we could interpret that. And um, So let the speculation begin. Exactly. And as Amy and I talked a little bit before we began recording that there could be a double entendre. There's lots of play on words and double meanings in our titles in Haven. So, so do share with us your, your, what your speculation is. With about it. what it means? About what it means. Well, I have lots of thoughts, but one thought is it could mean that, you know, Nathan doesn't see the evil in Audrey or in Mara, that he sees he sees Audrey there, not the evil that is Mara. Mm -hmm. Or I there, that. it could be, uh, you know, the hear no evil, see no evil kind. Yes. Which absolutely could be very kind of creepy. Yeah, that there's spooky. An evil there's some type of evil force in this episode that they're not seeing. You know, maybe Nathan's not seeing it. Dwight's not seeing it. Uh, so you know. many possibilities. So if you have a thought as to what this could mean, drop us a line on Twitter or on in the comments section, whatever you like. Uh, but this is very cool that we have a little bit. We know something about the first episode. Right. And I think uh, we were talking, Amy, that from the photos, it seems like the episode is going to pick up where it left off or relatively close. Close there, too. Right, because we've noticed, um, it sure looks to me like uh, Lucas is wearing the same wardrobe and Emily is wearing the same wardrobe as we last saw them. Um, so, yeah, I do think they're going to pick up right where they left off, or like you just said, Amy, within a really short, short time frame. Yeah, so um, there it is, the first news that we know of right. coming up for Haven, which is so exciting. And if you want to find out yourself all this and because we're just telling you what we know we could miss a lot of stuff follow the actors and executives on twitter and instagram they right. are fantastic at sharing this also the writers yeah just that's we're just getting you know we all are getting our information this way so if anybody is by chance missing anybody that they should be following try and you know do so and you'll get the information firsthand Yes, and if you, uh, on Twitter, I think I have a private list of Haven folks to follow, and um, 
if you just search Haven, you'll find the Haven writers and stuff to follow. So right. do that, follow it. Um, and we're going to go straight into Magic Hour, which is one of the, I'm not going to say it's the top episode, but it is one of the most favorite episodes of Haven fans. I so think it's, I'm, it's safe to say two, that. Yeah, you mean one and two pull, pull together or just one or just two? I'm going to say pull together because I'm not going to separate part one and part two. I'm going to say Magic Hour together. Okay. For whatever reason, people enjoy it. And so the reason I'm keeping it together, despite the fact that they're two separate episodes and were written by two sets of all writers. Yes. You know, so there is that part one people like for some reasons and part two people like for some reason. I, but overall, Magic Hour itself yeah. was a popular episode, I think, for Haven. Yeah, and I, I'm a huge fan of episode Magic Hour 2, and I think taken as a whole, I do like the two of them together, but um, a big, big fan of the second one. Yeah, and so that was actually one of the reasons when Amy and I were talking, we were like, what is the next episode we're going to talk about? We wanted to revisit Magic Hour, and so basically Magic Hour is about a re resurrection trouble. Right. Uh, Nathan is a victim of, uh, of this trouble, in a sense, and so... Watch the episode, check check the post. I have a lot of random thoughts and quotes from it, but we're going to focus on the other things that happen, not the actual trouble itself. Right. Uh, well, we know that the, the trouble is basically that um, Moira has the trouble. She can resurrect a person, a dead person, before sundown by touching them. Uh, Noel. Noel. Oh, did I have my names mixed up? Yeah. Well, Moira well, is able to at afterwards, but right, and she's uh, being blackmailed. Um, Help me with my names again. Noelle has the trouble. Yes. And she's being blackmailed, or her sister Moira's blackmailing uh, folks to save their loved ones, which, of course, I mean, I'd take that bet, right? Or I'd let no. myself be blackmailed to save my loved one, right? Right. I mean, somebody passes away in front of you. They have till sunset for Noelle to touch them for them to come back. If she doesn't touch them, they're dead. Right. So that's kind of a, our trouble, but we were, like we said, Amy, we we're going to talk about uh, the relationships amongst our characters in these mm -hmm. two episodes and what we learn about the Colorado kid and the bolt gun killer. Um, now, keep in mind, when we do these revisiting things, we're re revisiting with the knowledge that season three is completed and season four has happened. Right. So all those revelations are playing a part when we discuss these episodes, especially this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is fun because Haven it, it does have so much more meaning once you know, oh, look what happened five episodes after Magic Hour. That You know, it always has so much more meaning now to watch Magic Hour. Oh, absolutely. And the thing, I think, with Haven is that they tend to drop a bomb that turns the way you look at these episodes, which is one of the reasons I started revisiting these Haven episodes. Because it's like, well, now that we know this, I'm seeing the episode through different colored glasses. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, for example, um, one of the things we're going we're gonna to talk about um, is the relationships right. of people. And, and, you know, Nathan and Audrey, Duke and Audrey, Vince and Audrey. Yeah. Oh, Vince and Audrey. Yeah. Vince and Audrey. That changes. Now that we know Vince is a member of the Guard, he uh -huh. knew about the barn. Right. Right? Doesn't that last scene in Magic Hour Part 2 kind of change a little bit in your head? Right. Well, we knew. Yes. He, so he, he he saw the barn because yes. <laughs> so the part. so those kinds of things uh, change. You know, when I yeah. first saw it, I was like, man, this poor man was beaten up. He uh -huh. was, you know, accosted, 
and mm-hmm. he sees a barn and it means something to him. We don't know why, but he's apologizing to Audrey. My heart goes out to him. Now, I know he's a member of the guard. He knew exactly what was going on. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, he's conniving and, and smart and it changes. <laughs> That maybe he was uh, protecting himself and the members of the guard by not telling her all these things. And Haven. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that he's been big on is Haven. But let's let's go ahead and, and start with, uh, what would you like to start with? Well, I don't know. I was just going to start a little bit in chronological order. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I totally didn't, so. No, that's okay. There's I kind of, we do jump around a lot. <laughs> um, because the Haven just has that effect on us, I guess. It's, it's true. like our trouble. Well, well, one of our first scenes is Audrey and Nathan in Nathan's office at the police station. And, you know, she tells him she's got to catch her flight. And he's like, hey, I'm giving you two days off. They seemed kind of, you could feel the tension between the two of them. And they seemed kind of pissy with each other. I can't think of a better word. Um, standoffish? <laughs> but, yeah, but to me. Intolerant? Um, yeah, and you know, again, you know, you can interpret these episodes how you want, and the relationships can mean to you what they mean to you. For me, I could still see that they were caring about each other, that love was there for them. Um, you know, it was kind of a difficult scene, but, you well, know, Nathan I, says to Duke, take care of her, and she has said to him, be careful what you're doing in the episode of Over My Head, and we see in Double Jeopardy how he's always saying, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I think you're I right. Mean, I, yeah. I think you're right in that there's a um, impatience uh-huh. and frustration amongst them because right. they both know the other is doing something that they don't want them to be doing. Right. And they're not letting each other in. And, you know, for Audrey, she's going off with Duke, and that's frustrating for Nathan to see. Right. At the same time, you know, Audrey knows that Nathan is working for the guard or, and doing these things, and she's like... Well, don't do that. That's dangerous. Right. And, and and also, you know, she knows she's going away, and now she's identified the Colorado kid. So this is a big trip for her to take. Um, but, you know, Nathan's police chief, he's kind of got to stay back on duty. Mm-hmm. And he even says to her, like, maybe finding the Colorado kid helps you solve some of this. I can't remember the exact quote. Or makes you learn when you go away or how you go away. Um, so he's he's allowing her he's okay with her leaving because she's going to tackle the case from the Colorado end and he's going to stay in Haven with the guard and try and identify the bolt gun killer killer by you know staying on the job as the chief of police and that's and that's I think what the nail on the head in that Nathan is approaching this bolt gun killer from the guard perspective and she's trying to find out from the Colorado kid perspective right and they're both going for the same goal trying in different ways Uh uh-huh And so they're not together on this yet. And so it's interesting to see because I think this is a very, Magic Hour is a very big episode with relationships. For me, I think it was the turning point for a lot of relationships. Right. You know, and and one of the other big relationships in this episode is Duke and Audrey. Yes. Oh, big, big, big. You cannot discount what Duke was for Audrey in this episode. Right. Doesn't matter what kind of shipper you are. You have to ha- see it the way it is. Duke was there for her. Right. Mm-hmm. Hands down. He's her friend. He's her confidant. He um, went to Colorado, dropped everything. Right. And was there. Right. And I think we've talked about this. Um, there's a love between those two. I, you know, for me, I don't see it as romantic. But there's definitely, they have such a connection and such a relationship. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was totally her confidant. He was there for her. And even when in the uh, the police station before they left, Nathan says to Duke take care of her. Yeah. You know. And he wouldn't have said that if he didn't at least trust and, and this is again Duke and Duke, Duke and Duke Nathan's and Nathan relationship. relationship. He wouldn't have said that or he would have made it a much 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 bigger deal cuz Nathan wouldn't hold back that much uh-huh. if he didn't trust Duke on some level. Right. Well, he does say to her, you know, 26 days left, how many, you got to spend two of them with Duke. But at, at the end of the day or at the end of that scene, he's comfortable that Duke will keep an eye out on, you know, keep an eye out for her and will protect her while he's not there to do it himself. Yeah, exactly. And he does. Duke does a commendable job of being there for her when she's nervous, mm-hmm. when she's scared, and steals uh, an old woman's photo book, <laughs> which is the sweetest form of thievery. thievery. You know, and that's cute. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's friendship. And he's kind of there to, you know, this is a really tough time for Audrey. She's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, She's gone to identify the Colorado kid, which is for her the key to her identity in some regards, right? Yes. And, you know, Nathan's not with her. And I think she's feeling the stress of having pushed him away. And, you know, he's off doing his thing with the guard. And she's feeling the stress of that tension and that uneasiness. And I also think one of Audrey's issues was we know that Audrey knows Lucy loved the Colorado kid. To me, Audrey thinks that means that Lucy had a romantic relationship with the Colorado kid. And Audrey sees herself as still being Lucy in a lot of regards. So for me, I think Audrey wanted to love Nathan, but she knew that Lucy loved the Colorado kid. So she's trying to figure out this mystery and what it all means and what's going on and you know, can she love Nathan if, if her previous self loved the Colorado kid who she's thinking she's about to meet? Well, if you think about it, right, all those things you're saying about her confusion on the fact that a past life loves someone else, but she has these feelings with Nathan. And, okay, even if you thought it, she had these feelings for Duke, it doesn't matter. Um, she's conflicted. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. thrown everything she understood. And because it's, it's previous to these episodes, Double Jeopardy, I believe, she had she was under the belief uh-huh. that love isn't something you change. Right. Lo- I don't think love is something that can be erased. Yes. So she comes with that philosophy. That's how she's going. And then all of a sudden she finds out she loves Colorado Kid. Well, then everything I believed is a lie. What's going on? What's mm-hmm. happening? I need to find the truth. And I think that also propels her on this journey to find out what happened. Right. It's part of finding out her her answers that she's so desperately searching for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was while that's playing out, you still have uh, Nathan. Who is knee deep in trouble stuff, but at the same time, Jordan and Dwight. Make progress on the guard front. Right. And we learned that uh, it may be someone in the police department. Someone troubled, even, mm-hmm. who is the bolt gun killer. Right, right. Yeah, we get some clues as to what's going on in the bolt gun killer here in the beginnings of episode one. And boy, <laughs> how does it end? We find out who the bolt gun killer is. <laughs> okay, so when, when we're revisiting, right? So now, and I think we talked about this in a previous episode. I can't remember. Um, but again, spoiler alert. If you're, if for some reason you're you're listening to this and you haven't watched the episode, stop listening now. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm about to tell you who the Bogan killer was. <laughs> dun dun dun, Tommy. Right. 
also known as Arla Kogan. The Skinwalker. The Skinwalker. So at this point, Tommy is Arla. Right. And you know what I what I what I realized as I watched this? Arla's a badass. I mean, she took yeah. on Duke. She she really was trying to be a cop. Uh-huh. You know, trying to find Noelle and whatnot. I had to give her props in that sense. Yeah, but she did say some things that we kind of wondered, and now it makes sense because we knew yes. that Tommy was Arla. Yeah. Yes, but you got to admit, knowing that she wasn't really a cop, man, she yeah. really went on that. She really did stake out. Uh-huh. You know, she could have just not, but she yeah. really did watch and stake out. She did help. She did. She took the role to heart, if you will. Yeah, you know, she well, did. That was how she was getting ingratiated with her character, our characters, and learning about them, using them mm-hmm. for her purpose. You know, she had to find out all this stuff. Yeah. So you know, looking back, knowing that it's really Arla throughout this episode, it's Arla who sets in motion the the hunt for Moira uh-huh. and Noel. You know, and it's Arla that. Um, fights duke right later on so it's it's interesting to look back and actually be like oh, wait that wasn't tommy yeah that's that's right and we know um oh i lost my train of thought amy um well okay so we've learned all this about the colorado kid mm-hmm. what about the big revelation about the colorado kid in episode uh, magic magic hour part one that audrey is the fa- the, the, the mother of the colorado kid I have to admit the the shock value that Duke that was on Duke and um, Audrey's face was a reflection of mine. <laughs> I did not expect to find out that the Colorado kid, who's been the key, you know, everything from episode one, the Colorado kid murder, that Lucy, excuse me, Sarah, you know, is is the mother. That just cra- I just. Yeah, that's so, in my mind. That possibility never really crept into my mind until, like, uh, spoilers and, and other things were coming up during the first viewing. But mm-hmm. honestly, when we were talking about the Colorado kid, how old he was, the pictures that they were showing, right? You mm-hmm. see a grown kid, you don't think baby. Yeah. You don't think yeah. they're, they're mother and son. Mm-hmm. It's not the first thing your head goes to. Right. And I mean, this was a murder case that the chief worked on and couldn't solve. And uh, we learned at the end of season one that, you know, Max Hansen had been jailed because, you know, they thought he had uh, killed the, the family and been involved in the murder of the Colorado kid. And and now, you know, we found out earlier in season three that Audrey thinks he's alive and she's identified him. And then she goes to Colorado and finds out he's her son. Holy smokes. Right. And, and you, you learn at the end of Magic Hour Part Two, Vincent had no idea who the father of the Colorado kid was. And that means I'm pretty sure Garland Warnos had no idea who the Colorado kid was. Uh So if Audrey, uh, Lucy and the Colorado kid are running around helping those troubled, and we know that Lucy and Garland were working together, how cool is it that, (laughs) that the chief was working with his grandson (laughs) <laughs> without knowing it. I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm following you on the fact that the Colorado kid was helping them solve trouble. So you remember in uh, real estate, 
Oh, I, um, I'm just going to have to confess. I watched real estate. I've only seen that twice and I, I okay. don't care to be watching it again. So in, in real estate, um, what did I miss Amy? Tell me in real estate, the Colorado kid was with Lucy. Okay. And was with her in, um, taking care of the barn it, okay. or not the barn, the house and went addressing that trouble. And so, um, I took that to mean that he may have helped her in other things. Okay. Gotcha. So the chief probably was working with Lucy. We know that from um, the tides that bind. Yes, we do know right? that. And so I'm sure that their paths cross somehow, the Colorado okay. kid and the chief. Gotcha. And, you know, that's kind of a, a parallel to jumping up to Sarah, mm -hmm. our, our episode nine, when Nathan sees his father as a little boy. Ooh, good one. Yeah, so... Good one. Yes. <laughs> that is a good parallel. Yeah. But I didn't think about that. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> you know, it always amazes me. I'm like, do the writers plan like that? Like, do they yeah. think that far ahead and have something like, by the way, don't forget, you know, like stickets or post-its that rem reminders. The Colorado kid is supposed to be, uh, you know, their son. So write right. accordingly. I think they do. I think it comes out in the show that they know what they're doing. And Sam and Jim have always said that they have a plan. And they know, that, as we know, as all of our Haven Havenites know, they know the last scene of the show, right? Um, and I think that's one reason that Haven's so good. It, it's not one of these shows that just leave you hanging and they don't know what path they're taking or where they're going. You know, Haven knows. And they, they do a good job on revealing their stuff. Yeah, and that's why I'm a big believer that, that the writing on Haven has been very underrated um, with media and and tv and stuff so uh -huh. um hopefully that changes in season five there are 26 right. episodes for them to get attention so let's hope for that um right. so so, we've got, so in this episode so we've got you know audrey and duke and they have the scene in the hotel room and then we've got kind of nathan's back with jordan so i kind of thought that was kind of interesting you know that they're all kind of off with the person who they're we don't know what they're doing with them <laughs> So this is the episode that, like I said, I think it turns relationships, turns um, many of the relationships, all because of Nathan's death. Right. I think Nathan was, um, yeah, well, that, that's what brings about Audrey's desperation, and uh, which I just loved in season two. I just loved that. I loved the dialogue. I loved Emily's acting, her desperation. Mm -hmm. I just, oh, I love that. Nathan's death was a catalyst for everyone. I mean, did you? Yeah. Duke threatening uh, Moira, uh, Noelle's boyfriend and saying, uh -huh. you better pray yeah. that your friend can bring my friend back to life. You yeah. know, those kinds of things, how protective he was, how this man who hates testing his blood, hates using his trouble, didn't even hesitate to test Moira's blood to see if it had worked. Right. Yeah. Right. He was helping Audrey and he was helping Nathan. He was going to of course, Duke's going to do whatever he could to save Nathan. And, you know, he was, well, not only was he there, her friend and confidant in Colorado, he was by her side while she was trying to solve this trouble, you know. Yes. Yeah. But, well, I, I think, actually, it's not even being there for Audrey. I think he was doing it for Nathan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. I think, I, you know, and that's, and that's my point is he did it for Nathan, even though up to this point, all they've had is an antagonistic relationship, really, in season uh -huh. three. Right. Audrey, who has been fighting Nathan and trying to keep away, total opposite now, trying mm -hmm. to bring him back. And then at the last scene, we see 
you know, Nathan, I really want to tell you everything that happened in Colorado. Oh, right. But, hey, you're still with Jordan, so can't do that, can I? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think Nathan used Jordan. I think Jordan used him. Uh, he felt he was getting in with the guard for Audrey's sake and to find out who the serial killer was and to solve the crime. He was worried about her. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes. He said that. I think with Jordan, Nathan also enjoyed the fact that his trouble wasn't such a negative. He could use his trouble. Um, you know, he could give her the gift of touch. Um I kind of thought Nathan enjoyed that part of the whole relationship with Jordan. I think so. I mean, I think that they had, I think part of it was real for, for Nathan as well. He didn't think Audrey had rejected him, essentially, you know, pushed mm-hmm. him away. Right. Here's someone who was accepting of him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and while she had secrets and she had things, um, part of it was real, I think. Yeah, and, you know, he couldn't feel it, but then he had that real relationship with Jess, and he couldn't feel her, so... Yeah, and, well, if you think about it, right, I mean, he went into this trying to use Jordan off the bat, but... Yeah, that's the only reason he uh, connected with her, or, or, you know, introduced himself to her. True, but in real estate, which you... you I'm not too on real estate. That's all right. In real estate, upon my rewatch, you know, he was very protective of Jordan. You know, Uh and that's not something you're protective of someone you just use, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I am a um, Nathan and Audrey fan more than a Nathan Jordan fan. But I acknowledge that there was something real there. And I think that, again, Magic Hour changed their relationship as well, because I think Jordan realized, I mean, she was there. Yeah. She saw and heard what? Yeah, when Audrey said, I have, you know, always loved you, I always will love you. Her and Duke both had eye-opening experiences with that confession. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's, yeah, neither one of, that's a very good way to say it, Amy. I love that you said that, yeah. I think it. I think that's what happened. And I think Jordan always knew something was going on with Audrey from Nathan's side. Uh-huh. Let's be, because, again, from real estate, real estate is like that episode, you know, she says it's always going to be that partner. You know, he calls, he keeps trying to check on her and stuff. Right, and that's what happens in in, in Burned, the end of Burned, when he's letting Jordan out of the jail cell, and she says it's always about your partner, Mm -hmm. you know. And, and, you know, Nathan says there never was any us, you know. Yeah, and and I think that's when the reality of him trying so hard to make it work, but it wasn't going to work, hit him. But I still stand by the fact that there was some moments, you tried, he tried. It didn't work out, but I think their relationship changed. Nathan and Audrey's changed. Um, Duke and Audrey's changed. Duke and Nathan's changed. Yeah, I agree with you. I might, I might disagree with you a little bit on the whole Nathan Jordan uh, subtleties there, but that's what's great about Haven. We all can have our own yeah. theories and our own interpretations. So, And that yeah. was mine. It's, it's just right. one of those things. I think Nathan's catalyst from this episode, after, from the episodes after this. Uh-huh. The, the dynamics between everyone changes. Nathan is a little bit more tolerant of Duke. Um, Jordan is... How do you say it? <laughs> Resigned? I, don't know. I, I think she's a little more skeptical. Uh-huh. I think, you know, the fact that she sees how much Audrey cares about Nathan, she uses that. Right. You know, she might have speculated previously, but she had rock hard solid evidence mm-hmm. as an eyewitness that she could use Nathan 
against Audrey. Right, and and we also don't know how much were, um, we can speculate on this or maybe read between the lines, how much was Jordan in with Vince on the guard and a, a mission and... You know, it's you interesting know. you say that because I don't know. Yeah, we never really saw that, but, um, well, we saw that in uh, episode like 403 or 404, 405, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't well, remember. You're right, and definitely in season four, we start seeing the headbutting mm -hmm. between them and... Um, right. You know, before you think she's just a mindless foot soldier, and she probably was, but now that she realizes Vince is the head of the guard, she's like, well, you know, for other reasons also, she starts questioning things mm -hmm. and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so that's what that's where I was with all, everyone's relationship kind of playing in. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so much happening with the relationships, and, and we know this is the episode where Audrey is desperate to save Nathan, and I think a lot of us like Audrey because she's so strong, she's assertive, she knows what she wants, uh, just amped up to the nth power, right? Well, I think what says it really is um, in Magic Hour Part 2. I know um, what you're going to say. You, do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? You have no idea what I am? No, that no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to, um, well, yes, but mine was actually more the exchange between Duke and her, uh -huh. where Duke is like, uh, what, no, she's actually like essentially, um, so this time I am going to shoot you. And Duke's like, what are you doing, Audrey? He's like, Duke, uh, we're running out of time. I need to yeah. do something. Right. And honestly, I think she would have pulled the trigger if things hadn't clicked for her. Oh, yeah, she, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Duke kind of, I, the episode played to me that Duke came in and kind of saved Audrey from deciding to shoot her. And then, of course, Audrey works her magic and really realizes solves the yeah. trouble. Yeah. He solves the trouble to save Nathan, which, you know, Audrey and Nathan are always looking out for each other in these episodes. And Audrey's always solving the troubles to save Nathan. Um, two quick examples would be what? 201, the, the last scene, the death of the firstborn son. Yes. You know, she solves the trouble to save Nathan. A friend or foe when they, um, you know, I can't think of his name. Um, the copy has knocked out Nathan, and she's negotiating with him to to let uh, them take Nathan away to save him. Right. I mean, there's just every episode, and this is another one, but this time he he's actually dead. So in all those other episodes, uh, she has done whatever she can to save Nathan. And I think she does the same thing with all the other troubled people as well. I think the difference here is the fact that you're right, he's dead. And that's when the desperation comes out. Right. You know, anyone else, any other troubled per person, um, like the pyro from the season two episode that I can't remember. Um, the hand you're dealt. Yes. And he essentially, she lets him lose his temper and kills him. You know, uh -huh. he kills himself. But, mm -hmm. you know, she didn't really, she wasn't desperate to try and save him. Yes. You know, and, and I think there's a distinguishing factor in the fact that she loves him. He's already dead. This is it. Yeah, and I think Audrey Audrey distinguishes between you know people who are using their trouble for evil mm -hmm. and people who are more a victim of their trouble. And I think that affects how she treats them. Well, yeah. If you look at um, Audrey Parker's day off, uh huh. You know that. Yeah, she was trying to help that guy. He wasn't use. He was more a victim of his trouble. Yeah, and yeah, she wishes she could have done more mm -hmm. there wasn't really anything else she could have done right. um but again here very powerful episode the thing that was interesting to me and, and amy and i had kind of 
talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Audrey says, you know, um, with Jordan, we can activate her trouble or we're going to yeah. try, essentially. Uh -huh. And Jordan's like, and Tommy's like, you could do that? You could do that. And that's Arla. And that's Arla saying it. And then later, Jordan says, provides the info, you know, you ha it usually takes an emotional trauma. What are you going to do? And she's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to traumatize her. Traumatize her? Oh, my gosh. I love the way Emily delivers that line. You know, and then, and for me, it's like, was that a little bit of your other personality coming out that you were so confident? I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as Audrey, she didn't know it would work. Right. But was that a little bit of her personality coming out from previous? Because we've seen uh -huh. Audrey's personalities come out in other ways. Right. Right. Um, and she kind of feels that innate sense a lot that she's been here before. How do I just know I fix the troubles? I solve the problem, the troubles. That's what I do. She's starting to connect that to her previous selves more and more. Right. Um, she played the piano. Right. And Audrey never played the piano, but there Audrey was playing the piano. Right. So there, there are examples. So I was curious to, to speculate. That's all we can do. Yeah. Did, was, was this a little bit of Mara coming out or probably Mara? Um, knowing that she could activate a trouble. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's just an interesting thought in that sense. That's very, very good point. And like, you know, revisiting Haven, now now we know about Mara. Mm -hmm. So, hey. <laughs> it all comes together somehow. It sure does, and that's, that's, you know, they do that so well in Haven. Should we talk about anything else? Or, I mean, there's so much to cover in these two episodes. I, I think we can't cover it all. No, the, you know what? The thing with this episode is it, even we got two episodes that we're covering. Um, I think the only thing I wanted to say is this was an episode that I think highlighted how well the writers do. Mm, okay. And, and I'm saying that because of how they tied everything up. Uh-huh. Because that end scene in Magic Hour Part 2, uh-huh, you got to think about it. Uh, Moira heals the two of them. They set it up to, so that we know that she can only heal one. She heals two. She's going to kill herself. This is probably. Revisiting Haven. But she still does it. She heals her sister and Nathan. Uh -huh. She's dying. Her sister is now alive. Her sister can now save her. Uh-huh. You know, I, I just think that um, they did great. Yeah, and you know, in that scene, that final scene, um, we know Audrey is so relieved. That, and it really showed to me her, I don't know what, I know in real life, Emily had said that that was very stressful filming those episodes, knowing that, you know, Nathan was dead and it was hard for her. And I wanted to know what sequence did they film that final scene? Because both Nathan and Audrey looked so different and so relieved and so at ease and so serene to me mm -hmm. that... I wondered if in real life that was a reflection of the fact that that scene was filmed after they had acted out, you the, know, the emotional previous... ones. Yeah. If in real life they were um, relieved that Nathan's alive and we don't have to play that he's dead and Audrey doesn't have to bring that emotion anymore. It's possible. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Now that, that scene was a big highlight for, for Nathan Audrey shippers. Oh yeah. We just got You got to put that out there. Yeah. yeah. It is. But Magic yeah. Hour was also a big episode for, um, what are Duke Audrey shippers called? Is it Daudry? Is it Daudry? Let's say Daudry. Apologies if that's not, I'm not trying to be any disrespect. I don't know what you're called. Duke Audrey shippers, Daudry shippers. Magic Hour Part 1 
Team you, waffles. You all had the big, big kiss. That's right. Big the kiss. Um, and you know what? Let's just leave it at that because I, I will not rain on your parade. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> and I was happy that everyone was, was had something in this episode. Okay. You know, overall magic hour addressed everybody. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it was the hundredth episode or anything, but uh, it was big. Yeah, it was a great episode, um, and it was a turning point in that season for, like we said, so many of our relationships. And we found out that um, you know the Colorado kid was her son. That is like a bombshell, right? Revelation. I mean, when yeah, and we found out the bolt gun killer was Tommy. Who we, at this point we just know he's Tommy. And you know, it was not very easy scene to watch the bolt gun killer kill Nathan. That was kind of painful to watch. Yeah. And even the torture scene of uh, Tommy beating up Vince and Dave. The old, the old men getting beaten up in the barn. I, I, I kind of gloss over that when I rewatch this episode. <laughs> I gotta tell you, this episode though, was a big episode for awesome. all the reasons we're mentioning. It, it was a huge episode, which is why we say that it is one of the more popular uh, Haven episodes. Cause it has a little bit of everything. You got it. And, we're going to leave it at that. Yep. It was a fantastic episode. We had, we loved discussing it. Yeah. As usual, we, we can't touch on every single thought or every single thing that happened. But, you know, it's fun to talk about it. And it's fun to, um, we'd love to hear what other people think about it. Yeah. So do let us know, um, was Magic Hour your favorite episode? Uh, if not, what is your favorite episode? And tell us why. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and we were talking, and I think the next episode we're going to do is Sarah. Right. So we're, I, I am excited for that because oh, yeah. Sarah has another big episode. It was a huge episode for the production as well, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of the time travel factor. Yeah, and so well done. So we will, we will discuss Sarah on the next podcast. Thank you, Amy, for... Thank you. Thank you, Amy J. Taking the time to talk, and you guys, be cool. This is Revisiting Haven.